Welcome back to the Hot Stove Podcast. I'm here with Connor Ford and James Tashi, And today we're just going to break down what's been happening in baseball lately. Moments ago, Seattle just made a huge trade getting rid of Robbie Ray in exchange for Mitch Haniger, Disco Desfafani, and $3 million in cash. First impressions on the deal. Yeah, I think uh, you get two solid guys back to Seattle. Uh, Robbie Ray was signed on that five-year deal with the hopes of just more seasons like he had in Toronto. Uh, clearly last year was not there. Uh, on New Year's Eve, he, his no-trade or his no trade clause came to an end, and five days later he was dealt. So I think they were ready to just move on after not getting that production that they were hoping for. Um, on the other side, you get a solid starter in Descafani to fill that role, and you get an outfielder back that loves Seattle and had a good tenure there, and he's back. Yeah, I think this is a, definitely a win for um, Seattle. Obviously, getting rid of Robbie Ray last year, 8.1 ERA, just only a 1-1 one one record. So I think um, Robbie Ray's performance last year definitely warrants his, his exit from Seattle. Well, when you talk about Robbie Ray's ERA last year, so it's only a limited sample size. Yeah, Tommy John last year. What he produced in 2021 with Toronto's Cy Young numbers, obviously beating out Garrett Cole among other pitchers. Robbie Ray is still a good, I guess, two or three in this Giants rotation that isn't really too deep as they're getting rid of Deshlefani. I mean, what are your thoughts on Deshlefani? Where is he going to place in this Seattle rotation? Yeah, I think he could definitely have the chance to be up there last year in uh, San Francisco, put up 4.88 ERA. Definitely solid, but not certainly ace or even number two worthy. So I think he fits in the middle of that um, Seattle rotation. So um, I think it's definitely a plus to have a guy like that who can eat some innings. He'll be starter every every couple of days, so definitely a win for Seattle. Yeah, this is one of the best rotations in baseball, in my opinion. You got three young guys in uh, Kirby, Gilbert, and Miller, who all I think will be great pitchers. They took Emerson Hancock a few years back, and obviously Luis Castillo was their big move. Uh, from the past year, making that trade, uh, getting rid of Noel V. Marte and some other guys. So uh, just another piece to this, and I think it'll stack well with Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert, and Miller. So with Robbie Ray going to San Francisco, with this being, I guess, a three-year, some a couple $80 million left on this deal, do you think San Francisco's done making moves in the pitching market? Well, I mean... Sending out Descafani, I think this little one-for-one one move, uh, as I said, Descafani will fit into that rotation as a piece. But you send Robbie Ray over to San Francisco, and I think he's just another guy where he's going to eat up some cap space, so he'll really fill out that rotation with what they have right now. Now for the Mariners, if they really wanted to, I think that salary is open if they want to go snag. Blake Snell, or go out on something. <laughs> he said snag. That's funny. It's funny that you say Snell because Robbie Ray and Blake Snell kind of had the same amount of, I guess, a walk year. Both are leaving in a Cy Young state. Robbie Ray, honestly, he's a fly ball pitcher. That's why he worked in Toronto. Uh, San Francisco, you see what they did with Carlos Rodon. Obviously, hasn't panned out with the Yankees. Robbie Ray is kind of in that similar kind of pitching style where he – Throws hard, he's a lefty, he's crafty with it. I mean, Robbie Ray, what is your, I guess, ERA innings pitch 
record-wise? Um, for Ray, I think a big part of his year is going to be if he can stay healthy, um, getting up there in age. So I think if he – anything under four-and-a-half ERA, really, I would say would definitely be a success for San Francisco. And I don't think – they're necessarily out of the pitching market yet, even with the guys like Corbin Burns or Dylan Cease. Uh, I think they could definitely go after guys like that, but I think this is a solid back-end rotation piece for San Francisco. I mean, yeah, it's a guy that you know is capable of pitching at that 2-8 ERA. He's done it twice in his career, but what's to be expected should be about that. Maybe get like 30 games out of them and get that, like, mid-three ERA and just have a solid rotation piece. I want to move over to the free agents left on this pitching market. After Yamamoto was signed, we have the best two pitchers right now left on the market in Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. Seattle clearing cash this offseason. Blake Snell is expected to get big money. Blake Snell is a Seattle native. Do you think this means Blake Snell to Seattle, potentially? Uh, I definitely think it's a possibility, but... I think the uh, Mariners are really bought in on their young guys, like you know George Kirby and um, Bryce Miller. Yeah, Bryce Miller. So I think um, panning out that type of money for Blake Snell on a long-term contract doesn't really fit with the, the future of their franchise. Yeah, the Mariners have one of my favorite young cores coming up all around. You got some – I mean, you obviously have Julio Rodriguez leading the hitters – but you got like a 20-year-old Cole Young coming up. You got a 19-year-old Ty P and just other guys that will come up and fill the hitters. Their pitchers are starting to come up now. And, yeah, I just don't think that Robbie Ray, who is entering his 11th year, was really going to fit with that young core they're building. So, Blake Snell, I want to talk about more about him. Blake Snell, Cy Young winner, he's, that's great and all, but – when that when he started twenty twenty three, obviously had like a close to a six ERA's walk rate was terrible. I think that's why teams are just staying away from him. His approach to baseball was, I don't care about walks. I'll get strikeouts one way or another. He pitched six innings in most of his starts, but as a thirty one year old, he's expecting to get a six year contract upwards hundred million, close to two hundred million. Where do you see Blake Snell going in his contract, and maybe what his predictions are going to be? Yeah, I think the uh, the walks are definitely an issue. The the command, you know, if you're throwing 20-plus pitches an inning, you can't be expected to go six-plus innings in a game. So I think if he can get the walks down, improve his command, strike percentage, um, I think wh- whoever team ends up signing him will definitely reap the benefit from that. And I think any team that signs him, I think they'll give him, I don't know, maybe five, six years deal. But I think definitely coming off the Cy Young season is a, would definitely increase the amount of money he would be able to get from any team. Yeah, and I think a sleeper option for Snell could be somewhere like, I don't know, maybe Baltimore. They don't spend a lot of money. I think they had one of the bottom five payrolls in baseball. So they're a contending team, and a guy like Snell could help. You do still have other pitchers on the market, like Stroman, Montgomery, Mamanga, guys like that, and then as well with Josh Hader in the bullpen. So there are just still a lot of other guys that are yet to sign a deal on pitching. It's funny because Seattle and San Francisco were both rumored to be in on Snell, 
and they just made a trade for pitchers. So this kind of makes the Blake Snell market thin a little bit more. Uh, it came out recently that Blake Snell has privately showed interest in the New York Yankees. I don't think the Yankees are wanting to dish out another five to six million, a five to six year contract like they did to Carlos Rodon a year ago. I want to talk more about Jordan Montgomery's market. Obviously, a consistent left-handed, uh, I guess left-handed pitcher. Unlike Blake Snell's walk rate and command is just much better, more proven, a uh, less proven guy, but he's thrived under and the bright lights of New York. What are we thinking for Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, I'm thinking he uh, definitely stays in Texas. I think the World Series run was will definitely be the deciding factor. I don't think he'll go back to St. Louis or even to New York. I think he stays in Arlington. Yeah, well, just two years ago, the Yankees dealt Montgomery to St. Louis. Uh, he would go on to win the World Series with Texas after leaving St. Louis. But this could be the Yankees' chance to get their guy back that they sent off just two years ago and just add another solid piece. So, I mean, the Yankees would make logical sense. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. The Yankees definitely won a reunion. What they got in Harrison Bader, who we'll talk about in just a minute, the production they got from Bader, the injury, what they had from him, it wasn't good. Blake or Jordan Montgomery obviously turned out to be an ace caliber pitcher for the Cardinals and obviously the Texas Rangers leading them to the World Series. Uh, Shota Imamanga. His market is kind of weird because he's a 31-year-old. Obviously, the fastball isn't there. Uh, the Yankees have literally expressed no interest in him. They they came out and said he's a fly ball pitcher. He won't translate well in New York. Uh, I see him as a Keigawa type, as we said a couple episodes ago. He's going to flop. Where do you think his market's going to be, and where do you think he lands? Yeah, I think his market's definitely in a in a small market team, really. I don't think any teams really take a – really take a big risk on a really unproven guy from Japan. So I think if he's able to sign with any team, maybe two, three-year deal, something like $30 million. So, um, yeah, definitely a small market team who's maybe not in contention for the playoffs, maybe middle-of-the-road team uh, would be the right landing place for Mamanga. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at the deals that have been signed so far, whether it's Aguardo Rodriguez getting 80, Sonny Gray getting 75. And you look at, obviously, I think Amamaga's deal could be a little longer than, like, the three-year that Sonny Gray got. But you have teams like the Cubs and, like, haven't spent any money yet. So he could land somewhere like that. And, I, th- I mean, I think someone will give him a deal. I don't think it'll be anything crazy, though. I think it'll stick pretty close to what these solid pitchers have gotten, but not, like, the stars. Uh, we talk about this inflated market of uh, Frankie Montas obviously getting $16 million for one year with the Cincinnati Reds. I don't really want to get too much into that, but what do we think about the pitching market so far? I mean, I don't think he's a $16 million pitcher. Well, this mar- I mean, this is a loaded pitching class. You, had, you still have guys like Stroman, Monty, and Snell. You've had guys like Rodriguez sign, Sonny Gray. You obviously had... Uh, uh, Yoshinobu Yanomoto, and then Otani once he's able to pitch. So it's a solid year pitching. I think, I mean, I think Stroman will probably land somewhere like the Angels. You could have Snell going to Baltimore, Monty to the Yankees. And I think you'll just have all these guys find their spot in what's been a stacked pitching class of free agents. Yeah, obviously, I don't really think this is the best pitching class. So Montas getting $16 million, kind of like 
questions me. Giolito getting $19 million. I don't see him. His year really proves as a $19 million deal with the Red Sox. Obviously, they just moved off of Chris Sale. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Chris Sale, kind of injury-prone last couple of years. Had a lot of elbow injuries. The Braves extended him. They lost Vaughn Grisham in this trade. Let's break that one down. Yeah, I think if Chris Sale can stay healthy, he has the potential to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Obviously, lefty, tall, with that big sweeping slider is uh, definitely his his best pitch. So if he stays healthy and can pitch every five days, I think the Braves definitely won that move. Even though you give up a young guy like Vaughn Grissom, still very unproven in the big leagues. Obviously had his, his moments in the playoffs a couple of years ago but still not a guy you're not willing to give up. Uh, yeah, I really like Vaughn Grisham, but, I mean, I think that spot on Atlanta was not exactly there for him. He had, I think, 75 bats last year, so he's not really a guy that was truly had his spot on that team. However, I do think he's a great player. I think he's, like, a good locker room guy. I think all the guys in the Braves did love him. Uh, when he was sat down with the general manager of the Braves, they said they were just looking for more pitching, and that was why he was out of there. Uh, he said, I can pitch, but <laughs> uh, it looks like it was just the right move to get him out of there, and they still kind of want to see him succeed, and I don't think there was true that spot for him in Atlanta. Hopefully there can be something like that in with the Angels. Uh, he went to Boston. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Boston. <laughs> uh, so, Vaughn Grisham, obviously a young star talent in the rise. Uh, Chris Sale, injury prone. What Atlanta's done with pitchers in the past who have kind of been aging and injury prone, like I guess Robbie Ray, for instance, good immaculate grid pull right there. Uh, Chris Sale, I think I expect him to have a, a solid bounce back year. I think Atlanta does too. That's why they extended him, which is an interesting move. Now I want to talk more about the other free agents in this market, more of the hitting aspect of it. Harrison Bader, the New York Mets. Uh, Connor, you're a big Mets fan. I'll tell you from a Yankees side of point, Yankees perspective, he's an injury-prone guy, but when he's on the field, he is electric. Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely a good sign for the Mets. Definitely I have in mind he's probably Starling Marte's replacement in the outfield. But Bader's a guy... He can get on base, he can steal bags, and he is one of the best defenders in the outfield. So I definitely think it'll be a, a good piece for the Mets and probably right field. Yeah, and you also have multiple hitters still left in this class, like uh, mainly Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman. And um, I think you have to look at their two current teams in Chicago and Toronto. I think I had them uh, switching places. Um, but yeah, they'll... They'll be sitting there, and I think, yeah, these two teams not spend a lot, so they'll either get their guys back or swap places. And I guess I will come back to Seattle here. Mitch Garver signing, a, obviously, a World Series champion. A great guy to work with, Disco Desilfani here. A power-hitting catcher, two years, I think it was $20 million for Mitch Garver. What do you guys think of that deal? Yeah, I think it's a good deal. I think Mitch Garver is a good player. Definitely has some pop in his bat. Good defensively behind the plate. So um, I definitely think the uh, deal was warranted. Yeah, he's a solid. I mean, he hit 31 home runs in 2019. He's a solid power hitter. I think he can help out really any lineup. 
And he so I want to make an awkward transition here. As Wander Franco has been exploring the minor leagues. Wander Franco obviously was got in a relationship with a 14-year-old girl down in the Dominican Republic and will probably no longer see an MLB field again. I don't see him making a comeback to the league. What are you guys' thoughts on this whole Wander Franco situation? Well, yeah, he received that 11-year, $182 million deal uh, earlier. I think it was about a year ago now. And obviously this sexual exploitation and money laundering uh, hurts him. And However, the Rays can get this contract voided, assuming he is arrested. Uh, obviously, these charges are pretty serious, along with him not showing up to the summoning in December. And now he's being accused of all this, paying off the girl's mom, and obviously the relationship. So, obviously, the Rays will get the contract voided if this does escalate. And obviously, they lose a key player. But franchise, franchise player. They This is the most money they've committed to a player. 11 years, that's a financial commitment. The Rays, this hurts for them because they obviously saw Wander Franco as a star for them and a star for baseball. And it's a sad situation to see. Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think obviously if you look at his numbers last year, 282 batting average, 30 home runs, um, 11.6 war. So definitely the franchise player. Um, definitely a player that you want to have on your team, but you can't have this guy if he's having you know relations with minors in the Dominican Republic. So I think um, definitely Wander Franco has his own problems, and baseball needs to be on the back burner for him right now. Yeah, Connor, I agree, and there's not much else to say about Wander Franco. It's a sad situation to see. And that about wraps this one up. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one.